welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, welcome sisters. Riley, are you done with your popcorn so we can record a show now? Yeah, I had to finish this whole <laughs> bowl of popcorn I made. Um, it was a fun story, actually. Do you want me to share? Of course. Is that why you brought it up? Well, you're clearly going to, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, share your fun popcorn story. I, this is such a fun story. <laughs> Let's build it up as much as possible. <laughs> so good. You guys are going to love this. It's so fun. <laughs> Super fun, fun. This is fun now. Go fun. Go. Um, well, we set a time to record at 1.30 p.m., and I woke up at 12.30 p.m., and I thought, well, I don't have time to make much to eat, so I'll make some popcorn. But I forgot that we were recording so close to when I woke up and I made this whole ginormous bowl of popcorn. And if I left it at home, it would have just gotten stale. So I was like, well, I don't know what else to do with this except bring it with me. So I put it in the car with me and brought it down to Sydney Justin's, this whole bowl of popcorn. And I just finished it before we started. Because there's nothing that is more sonically pleasing than the sound of somebody munching popcorn in your ear. Which is why I had to finish it before we started. Now I'm done with all my road corn. That's a, that's a lot of popcorn. It's a, it's a lot of popcorn you consumed today. Yeah, it was great. It's been a while since I've had good old-fashioned popcorn. <laughs> it was delicious. Well, I went to the store right before we started recording, and I stocked up on all kinds of delicious, healthy foods. Like popcorn. No, like specifically a big bag of avocados. Mm. And I want to eat one, but, you know, podcasting comes first. Yeah, so get on me for my sonically pleasing popcorn. Charlie is obsessed with little teeny um, toys that come in blind bags. I've, I've said this before, I think. Yeah. She calls them slime bags because she doesn't <laughs> know what they're saying in the YouTube videos. And and she got this new one called a toosie, which if somebody just used the slang toosie, to me, I would assume they meant a poop. A two-piece bathing suit. Uh no. no, I was going to think, I thought poop too. Yeah, so like good. I just... I'm glad I wasn't alone I in that. just had a twosie. I would be like, whoa, TMI, I don't need to know about that. I wouldn't know you meant, I just bought a tiny plastic box that has a tiny plastic baby and a tiny plastic animal inside. And the baby has an animal costume on. Yes, but they don't match. But and so you have to keep buying twosies until you get the babies and animals that match each other. You have to. Well, you have to. That's the that's the ploy. Yeah. Charlie has had. I have gotten her two of these ever, two twosies, and she got a match in just the two that I bought. Oh, nice. And I was overjoyed. Sydney was freaking out. <laughs> I was thrilled, and Charlie could not have cared less. <laughs> Is this now? Wait, how long has this been a thing? Because her her Christmas present for me this year has has baffled me, but now it would make more sense if animals dressed as other animals was a thing in her life. <laughs> it's anything that comes as a slime bag. What did she get? She got you a bear that was dressed a as a bear, right? A bear. It's it's a it's a it's a brown bear dressed as a panda bear. It's a bear bear. And I I don't know why of all the things you you let her pick out mm-hmm. the presents, right? Oh, I this did. is the thing that she saw and said, "This this is for Taylor." She did. She picked that up off the shelf and instantly, <laughs> "This is for Tay-Tay." Yeah. I don't know why either, but it was just perfect. I, yeah, I did. I let her wander the store. She got um, my favorite present. She got was the Cookie Monster bath crayons. Bath crayons for Griffin. For Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another one that she instantly picked up and went, "These are for Uncle Griffin!" Like right away. Like oh yeah, the slam dunk. 
He's gonna love this. I, mean, I I I love the bear bear. It's like I have like two. I'm a grown woman with stuffed animals on my bed. I've got a bear dressed as a bear and a penguin dressed as Spider Man, and they're <laughs> companions. <laughs> Taylor likes animals that know how to disguise themselves just in case. Exactly. They can go undercover. Well, Riley, you know about that penguin because you got it for me. <gasps> yeah, the Build-A-Bear and penguin. It sings in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you are my only sunshine. That's right. I have a dog dressed as a doctor that sings uh-huh. You Are My Sunshine in Riley's voice. Because one year for Christmas, we get those special Christmas Eve presents that are usually all linked somehow, that are all connected. And one year, I was getting a Build-A-Bear, so I made one for each of you. Mm-hmm. And the penguin, that. if I remember correctly, was dressed as Spider-Man, right? Yeah. 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 And and yeah, and Charlie loves the dog. She still plays with it and goes, it's, it's a gray, it's serious. a gray and white husky. Yeah. With little or, or green scrubs on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, speaking <laughs> of summer fun, <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing there, guys. I don't know. Well, let's talk about camp. <laughs> Hey, you, you know a place you don't want to bring your stuffed animal because you'll get made fun of. Hey, where? Okay. Yeah, 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 there, we there go. you go. That was the one. That was it. Edit out that other thing I said. Okay. Okay. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out. Now, <laughs> camp is a thing that many people do. We did not do that. I always was jealous of there appeared to be camps that people went to where it was a lot of fun and a lot of kids went and it was by like a lake in some sort of like pine tree filled gorgeous I know exactly what you're forest. referring to Camp Rock. Is that where the took place as well? Camp Rock. <laughs> there would be all these cabins that looked like rustic but inside they looked quite clean yeah. and nice and probably air conditioned as well. And everybody slept in these nice little bunk beds that were kind of made out of like logs sort of. And everyone had fun and fell in love. Yeah. Where were those camps? Because I didn't ever go to those. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I went to a-, a camp that had all of that, plus some more. <laughs> what camp was that, Taylor? <laughs> that was Camp Lincoln. What uh, kind of camp was Camp Lincoln, Tay? That uh, was a Republican youth camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> Let me just say, there is nothing wrong with going to a Republican youth camp if, I suppose, you are a Republican or maybe like a budding Republican because this was, you were not old enough to vote. So you had not registered. Yeah, like a Republican youth. Right. And there were no, there were no Republican buds upon me. (laughs) Like someone who is planning on becoming Republican, who is in, in alignment with the Republican Party platform, maybe they would enjoy a Republican mm-hmm. youth camp. Now, Taylor, you do not seem to be the ideal candidate. <laughs> I would not say I was. Um, it, uh, I mean, we have family members that had stronger ties to the Republican Party that were part founders of this camp. So that's why I ended up getting talked into going in my high school years. Yeah, I think it was high school or middle school. It might have might have been right on the cusp there, like eighth, ninth grade. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it had all the trappings of a traditional camp. There was a lake. There were like you know singing with candles and stuff. But with candles? Then, Wait, singing with candles? You know, you like, like a memorial and, like, service. Sing camp songs and then put the candles out on the water, and it's pretty. Oh, I didn't That's know that was like a, a thing. thing. Yeah, you always did it on your last night. I don't know if other camps did that, but I feel like it was a very what? What songs did you sing? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, probably like your grand old flag or something. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they also, they split us into two political factions, the, uh, I believe we were the Nationalists and the Federalists. Okay. And we campaigned against each other and we had like mock caucuses and stuff. And uh, we've, I, I don't know, there was a lot of like, like I guess some of it was good as far as learning about how government works. Um, uh there was like a, a legislation that a bunch of the camp wanted to get passed to be able to carry concealed water guns. <laughs> mm. Right, right, right. That sounds that sounds yeah. right. Perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, which which passed? Which passed? Now was it was it so it was concealed carry? They didn't pass an open carry. Uh, well, you you always led to open carry. Whoa! But, uh, this was, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> this was concealed. I don't know. I, I didn't want anyone to have water guns because if you had a water gun at camp, you're probably going to be a jerk about it. Um, <laughs> Did it make? But hey, I'm I'm one of those hippie liberals that doesn't want it. I want to take everybody's water guns away. So I'm sorry. Did it make you nervous, like in the camp cafeteria, when you saw somebody like open carrying their water gun on their hip? There, I'm assuming that's Just, how they would wear it, like in a water gun holster, holster. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for your your red drink and that person comes up you just let him to the front of the line <laughs> what was the rule on water balloons were those open carry as well <laughs> i don't i don't remember we never we never had like a specific voting on those hmm. um hmm. i do remember that to be fed you had to stand outside of the cafeteria in your two party lines and whoever just screamed the loudest got fed first i felt like that was a very good political uh political lesson oh my goodness <laughs> That actually, like you, that actually is. How it works. Yeah, that. Well, no, I think that's a decent. Like, if you, but instead of screaming the loudest, I mean, if you're, if you can pay the most lobbyists to go pay off your, you know, respective representatives, sort of the same thing. Right. Yeah. It was. But at this weird. camp for children, like, they had to compete by screaming the loudest to see who got fed first. I would love to yeah. see one of you guys start like this. Is I am no longer a member of the party. I'm actually a lobbyist now. I'm an independent lobbyist. <laughs> and going up to like the cook and being like, "Now, we're prepared to offer you." <laughs> if it was, it was super weird. <laughs> what if so, someone just broke off and was like, "I'm a third party candidate now." What? Oh no. Well, I. I remember that one of the uh, counselors had us, like, it was, he did, like, a sort of a graph to talk about, like, where you fall on, like, you know, left, right, center, where your party lines are to kind of establish. And you had to go up and draw a dot on the board where you thought you were. And when it was my turn, I just went up and just do a draw a, a dot all the way in the corner past the left end. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> I have nothing to add to this class. Was there anybody who agreed with you? Were there other people there who were like, I don't know why I'm here? You know, no. I mean, maybe I think we were all, I think, you know, much like me, like, I'll make my statement with a little dot, but I'm not going to stand up and tell people why I don't necessarily agree with them because I'm 12 and afraid of everything. Uh, so there might have been. I, I think everyone just kind of went along with it. Because, you know, most of it was like, let's roast marshmallows and like, you know, take a canoe somewhere. And it's like, and let's talk about political indoctrination. <laughs> uh, I, I do feel kind of, in retrospect, I took a bunch of my friends and they kept going long after I had finally gotten free to not kill I know. I was like, oh, man, like, I, I'm not... No good, bad, or indifferent, but that was that was my doing. Nah, they, they kept going for another like four years. And now you're just canceling out their vote every year, <laughs> every election yeah. season. 
Well, I certainly yeah. never had any camping experience that was that um, exciting. I don't think <laughs> I have either. Challenging, challenging. <laughs> There's the word for it, challenging. No, I, I went to a Governor's Honors Academy where all the cool kids go. Nerd. That was sort of a camp, but not really. I mean, it, we stayed at, at a university, so we weren't out in the woods by a lake. We were in dorms. On a campus. Mm, on a campus. It was, it, it's a very mountainous campus. Up well, at as are many. In <laughs> There's a lot of walking Western upstairs. Region. Does that count as climbing, sort of? Sid, I don't think proximity to nature, <laughs> like, makes you at camp. Yeah, <laughs> I went to a... That's how that works. I when I go to, to the park, I'm camping, right? I'm, I'm by a lake. I'm lake adjacent. I am camping now. I went to a theater <laughs> camp that was inside a museum, but there also happened to be a hiking trail out back of it. So, like, was I at camp? Well, it was called theater camp, so I, I think actually... But was at I at overnight camp because I was next to the woods? Well... Um, did you spend the night? No. Then no. <laughs> it's not camping. Well, that's fair. That's I, I. This was not like camping out, but it was a cam- It was a place I went where I stayed somewhere away from my parents for a month. You just did school. It was fun school, though. You did summer school. We explored topics in new ways. You you did you did nerd summer school. I took I took a philosophy course at Governor's Honors Academy. And it was the moment where, like, I became, I went from becoming, from being, like, a kid to, like, that, when you enter that, like, brooding, like, stage of your, like, older teen years where you begin to, like, really try to figure things out. Were you preparing for college when you spend a lot of time having late night conversations to figure things out? Like, this was my first introduction to that. And, like, I started drinking black coffee. (laughs) You know, I, I feel like. A philosophy class is a very certain type of person's rite of passage. Like other people, it's like the first time I kissed somebody, and it's like the first time I studied Kant. Like my first philosophy course. I really did. I came back and I'd be like, it just in like polite conversation with my friends. Well, I don't know. Have you read the Brothers Karamazov? Because let me let me re- <laughs> let me reference the one passage from it we discussed in philosophy class. Because I still haven't read the whole freaking book. Because it's really hard, guys. <laughs> This makes me think of Camus. <laughs> I guess that does count as a camp experience because you came back a changed person. I did. I did come back thinking like I was more sophisticated and worldly. I felt more confident because I spent a, a month away from mom and dad. I mean, I think that's a big part of it, right? When you go stay somewhere for a while and you're responsible for obtaining food, well, it is fairly well arranged yeah. for you. <laughs> you just stand in line and it's scream crazy. and then I give it to you. That's what I learned. <laughs> Well, you have to like dress yourself and make sure that you look clean and presentable every day and that you go the places you're assigned to go oh, wait on a second. time. I mean, like I, I dress myself on a daily basis, like for school, well, I make myself look clean and presentable. But there's nobody there to keep you in check. Oh, well, I see. I don't know. I But I, there's nobody there to keep you in check. So whether you do it or not is up to you. Because anytime I was in any camp situation, I'm like, I'm not washing my hair. I'm not shaving my legs. I'm going to wear my favorite t-shirt five days in a row. And the counselor's like, well, you're gross. You're whatever. You're a kid. A bunch of you are gross. Just do it. <laughs> to this day, I don't have any parents over me. I'm not, now it's just camp all the time. Governor's Honors Academy, I don't remember it being like that. Like, I remember feeling very much like I loved having, like, my little 
um, I don't know, shower kit thing with like my little shampoo and conditioner bottles and my little, and I'd go take my little shower and get ready in the morning with my shower shoes and my little robe that I bought because I had to have a robe because you had to walk around, you know, kind of half naked sometimes. And I, I loved the whole thing. It was like, I'm playing grown up here on my own. Mm. I got a roomie. I have a roomie now. <laughs> Nerd camp. <laughs> hey, I learned how to pipette really well with a micro pipette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to the, the artistic cousin of the Governor's Honors Academy. I went to the Governor's School of the Arts. Um, mm-hmm. That was, I mean, I, I guess as you had your, your first philosophy class, I feel like the fir- like, I remember we harvested some clay so then we could use it in like the sculpture lab, which was so cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like we pulled this from the earth <laughs> and now we will make it art. <laughs> I think that's really cool, and I think you had a very quintessential camp experience because you came back with pink hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're you're confusing my camp experiences. That was from uh, my Rising Star program at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, is that when you came back with pink hair? That's when I yeah, that's when I came out back with pink hair. I knew you went to some sort of art thing and came back with pink hair. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. I, so that I think was that's a very a later. like quintessential like to go and radically change something about yourself because your parents aren't there to say don't make your hair pink <laughs> so sydney started drinking black coffee <laughs> I, did, I, did. I remember i befriended a couple because theater was also part of the gsa and i was friends with the theater kids i didn't i don't know get along with the other art kids as much but we had we had febreze and we joked about how you don't have to wash anything. You just Febreze it. That's what you do in theater. I'm like, I'm all on board with that. So we were all just like Febrezing ourselves every day. <laughs> this has got to be an artist thing because I do not remember like uncleanliness no. being a common theme at Governor's Honors Academy. Now, Taylor, I'm- I am currently in a theater production and we had to have a whole conversation about how Febreze does not replace washing your clothes. <laughs> well, this is this is the olden days. This is the, this is the early days of Febreze. It was still a revolutionary product in stinky people's lives. I, I will say that I didn't even go that far. At one point, Taylor, I, when I was, I, it wasn't really camping. I spent a summer backpacking. But we did come up with the theory that if you put something all the way, like shove it all the way down to the bottom of your backpack, by the time it works its way back up to the top, like as you've worn all the other clothes and that shirt mm. has risen back to the top of the backpack... That's probably clean. No, no, no. I refuse that statement. That is not how clothes work. You don't leave it sitting for long enough and it suddenly becomes clean. I think it's quite the opposite. I think if you leave a a piece of clothing in a closed backpack underneath a bunch of other used clothes, it becomes less clean. I think what happens is you acclimate to the stench. Yes. And then you're just like, whatever, oh, it doesn't bother me. It smells but fine. But it's, it's on somebody else to, to like rise up and tell you. And most people won't do that. So it's basically the same as not being smelly. And that is called the social contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to keep wearing this dirty shirt and you're not going to mention that it smells bad because you're too polite. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, friend? You know what? I'll do the same thing for you taking advantage of this social contract <laughs> is that still a thing riley that social contract is i mean still- like i've never gone out of my way to try to wear stinky clothes and just be like anyone you gonna say anything you're not you're not because that just make me feel like you, uncomfortable you say that but you would avoid showering if you could get away with it 
I enjoy being clean, but I do not always enjoy having to go out of my way to take a shower. <laughs> I think the uh, the the prize at the end of the shower is what I what beats out the act that I have to shower. Um, I think. See, just, I've always thought you and you, the two of you have taken after mom more. Where like you'll start to look for excuses why today you're just not gonna have time to take a shower, whereas I take after dad. Where it's like I can't I I can't function until I've had my shower. I just I feel like something's wrong with me. Like my skin is moving or something. Like I can't open my eyes fully and I can't talk right and my brain doesn't work. Okay, well until I, mean, I have a shower. That's not how showers yeah. work. They don't like I know reboot your system. Your brain. Yeah, I, I feel that way. I feel like my day didn't start until I took a shower. And on days where I'm just so busy, like with charlie or something that i don't i don't go out of the house so i don't end up taking a shower Whew, i can't i will say in the school year i get so used to taking a shower every single night so the next day my hair is almost dry for school and my hair is clean that during the summer i have started taking a shower every day just because it, it makes me feel out of my routine if i don't take mm-hmm. a shower every day mm-hmm. it won't be as long i might not like wash my hair every single day like i do for school but i t- take a shower every day <laughs> I, I do think that there is sort of a weird though association with like i'm so passionate and 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 into what i'm doing that i just forget basic human standards so i just yeah like even through art school like uh i was in the cartooning program at my school and like when we were finishing our thesis we were actually we actually had a studio space where they like stuck like you know whatever 30 cartoonists in a room and little you know segmented desks and my gosh thesis it's like the whole room just smelled like jerky and it's like yeah we're <laughs> out of this we're so into what we're doing none of us have left for three days we've only ordered whole chickens and we eat this is disgusting I, no i think you're right though because you find that association like i think for an artist if you've got like paint or something on your clothes it's just assumed like look how into their work they are they're just so passionate and like constantly working at it like they don't have time to buy new clothes or change their clothes or you know wash things like they're just so into it doctors used to do that with with their scrubs way back in the day that seems not safe they wouldn't wash them <laughs> this is back before we knew about infection mm, okay see, that, yeah, no but see, seriously see artists like yeah that's true though doctors yeah. used to not wash their scrubs so that because the bloodier you were the grimier it, it see, showed that's that how you, were, you give people d- disease well they figured that out riley but they didn't know that yet <laughs> but that's true <laughs> And I mean, I, I will say there's a corollary to, as a new parent, I would just accept that sometimes I would be getting ready for work and I'd be, I was always running late when she, when Charlie was really young and I'd look and at the, on the shoulder of whatever I was wearing that day, there would be like a big dried splooch of, of (laughs) spit up that smelled vaguely like sour milk. And it just, it got to the point where I was like, well, that's pretty small and most people won't smell that. So that's fine. And if anybody says anything, it's just like, yeah, I know. The struggle is real. New parent. It's what it's, what it's like. And like, you know, people go, I know what it is. I know. I know how it is, man. And that's the end of it. Uh, but, but you're a doctor and a parent, so you could be covered in blood and gore and baby vomit. And she's like, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> my life. Rough day. <laughs> There's probably a limit where somebody's like, uh, no, take seriously. Do you need some time off? Do we need to give you a personal day, maybe? Do you need, like, new clothes? We'll get them for you. We'll help you out. What does your husband do? Is he around? Justin does help me. I didn't mean to insinuate he doesn't. Like, he, he helps me out. We both have clean clothes periodically. 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 Yeah. 
we're, we're, too. we're in it together. Um, I want to keep talking about camps and summer camps and media camps. But first... Let's check out the group message. Let's do it. We've got several things on the group message today, sisters. Ooh. First of all, we got a couple Jumbotrons. Uh, all right. The first one we want to talk to you about is uh, check out our hilarious podcast. Not our hilarious podcast. It's not our podcast. Che- check out their hilarious podcast, Teen Girl Talk, on iTunes. Siblings Franklin and Susie Cota review all kinds of young adult media from books, TV shows, movies, or music all the while telling stories of their own teen years and going on long, strange tangents. Too old to be teens, too funny not to listen to. Sounds vaguely familiar. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> so, well well suited to our audience, I think. So, mm-hmm. so Teen Girl Talk on iTunes, if you're listening to the show, that's probably something yeah. you, uh, you will enjoy. If you enjoy the long, strange, we are dirty people tangent, maybe check this out. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> what else do we have on the group message? Uh, we have another Jumbotron this week for Ella Bezosaurus Rex from <laughs> Your Super Cool Mom. Are those your given names, both of you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and Your Super Cool Mom says, Happy birthday to my Harry Potter and Hamilton loving daughter. You are an amazing daughter and cannot believe you only have one more of buffering until you are a cool teen. Can't wait to listen to more of our fave podcast together. Love you bunches. Smurl girls, feel free to improvise a Harry Potter slash Hamilton birthday rap here. Didn't read that until just now. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, Riley. No, it, it says Smurl girls, plural. I know, but I think there's only one of us who has all of Hamilton memorized. I don't. I, I can't come up with a Harry Potter slash Hamilton rap on the spot. And it also says birthday rap. How do we, That's three different things to incorporate into one rap. City, uh, so you look like you're about to do it. No, I was trying. I was trying to think. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I, you got nothing? No. I, this is so on the spot. I feel so overwhelmed. Okay. We'll, we'll work. You know Harry Potter better than it, I do. Yeah, but, uh, and I know Hamilton, but not as well as you do. I don't know. I, I don't have every word memorized. But you just need to have Harry Potter words. Plus, I've been really, I've been really into the mixtape lately. So, like, oh I got gosh, all these city. lyrics in my head. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Harry Potter was a wizard. Hamilton got shot. Please enjoy all the gifts that were probably bought for you yay Yay! happy birthday happy birthday ella (laughs) perfect that was great that was great tay you came through for us you said spoilers but like that's a historical fact (laughs) like well not everyone knows harry potter is a wizard that's not a historical fact (laughs) (laughs) historically speaking harry potter is a wizard All right. Well, oh, man. <laughs> happy birthday, Ella. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And, uh, and you do have a super cool mom. Uh, we have one. Uh, we have a sponsor to tell you about this week. Boop, boop. That's right. We've told you about the sponsor before. It's Lola, uh, who offer a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Uh, we have all been treated to Lola products. And the nice thing about it is Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription so you'll never need to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. So basically, if you kind of know when your cycle might happen uh, on a re- fairly regular, about a monthly basis for most of us, uh, you can subscribe to get your delivery of products at that time so that you don't have to worry about that surprise visitor. Yeah. 
which for some of us that it is always a surprise (laughs) or or ask your dad to drive you to the dollar general as he waits in the car (laughs) with his sunglasses on (laughs) no that's right and you can uh they're all they're all really nice products they come in nice little boxes that aren't like they don't have like giant labels on them that say tampons and pads inside somebody's on their period (laughs) they're they're all really nice little boxes and you can customize them so you know what uh strength of tampon like what size of tampon might you need or do you prefer a mix of tampons and pads or just pads whatever you want you can get your kind of personal uh collection and i i i think the tampons are great yeah personally you get sorry if you if you wanted to know i think they're great (laughs) you get to mix and match uh your mix of products your perfect mix of absorbency number of boxes you get and the frequency of delivery so that's all up to you and it's good to know that major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products including rayon and polyester and lola products are 100 percent organic cotton so you know exactly what it is that you're using on your on your crimson wave time of the month (laughs) and you can change (laughs) skip or cancel at any time that you may need to. And we have a special offer. Taylor, will you tell our listeners about that special offer for them? <laughs> yeah, so you can get 60% off your first order. Uh, just visit mylola.com and enter still buffering, all one word, when you subscribe. So that's 60% off. That's huge. That's and like that's over at mylola.com. All right, go check that out. I would highly recommend it. Me too. So. I think we can stop talking about how dirty we all have been at various times in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody everybody is probably done. That was just like a, like a dirty camp girl tangent. Yeah. Um, it's the thing that, that always bummed me out that I never got to experience was like the camp romance. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like I don't know if those really happen, but a lot of movies and TV shows made me think they probably did. Like when Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas had a sort of um, Little Mermaid type experience where he heard her singing and was immediately in love with her when he heard her singing but didn't know who it was that was singing. So all the girls in the camp tried to convince them it was them. But then he heard her singing at the final jam and realized it was her and they fell madly in love. How did he hear her singing and didn't know it was her? Because she was inside one of the little cabins at Camp Rock playing piano and singing and he was listening outside. Why didn't he just like knock on the door and say, yo, who's singing? Because she was too shy. Oh. She ran away. Mm. I gotcha. Well, that sounds very romantic. It was. At Camp Rock. There's the premise of Camp Rock for you. <laughs> See, I always, uh, for, for me, it was Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> what? Which was a TV show on Nickelodeon back in the day um, about a camp called Camp Onawana, where a bunch of cool kids went and hung out and had, um, like, pranks and they had pranks <laughs> adventures and yep. uh, romances um do you remember uh so said we were talking about this before my, my favorite character was always budnick he was like the cool kind of kind of scary but like rocker dude mm-hmm. like the longer red hair yeah it was and... a, i believe it was a mullet to be fair tay <laughs> yeah oh yeah it was definitely a mullet. Yeah. it was a cute mullet um <laughs> And there was an episode where he started dating the, like, hippie girl. No, I think it was the fashion girl. Was it the fashion girl? Dina. Oh, I think you're right. It was. It was Dina. The, the popular fashion girl. I like how <laughs> we have scary mullet guy, fashion girl, hippie girl. <laughs> hippie girl, yeah. Uh, but our, I just remember, like, I don't know. Was she trying to make it so he wouldn't like her? 
Yeah, because he, he had changed, right? Like, didn't he change? Not, he got more sensitive after they started dating. And so to, like, save him from himself, she tried to drive him away. And That's a lot to of do that. deep stuff going on at uh-huh, camp. Uh-huh. Well, he had an earring. And so she took his guitar pick, his favorite guitar pick, I guess. Yes. And covered it in glitter. Uh-huh. And made it into an earring for him to wear to try to scare him away. Like, I took this cool rock possession and covered it in glitter. It was a very dramatic episode, but uh, looking back, it's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I still remember. I don't know why I also remember that episode very vividly, but I do. Maybe because I was sad when they broke up. Yeah, you you, you know, I, I, I remember wanting them to work out, but, you know. Um, I also really like ZZ. She was the hippie girl. She That's, was very yeah. much into saving the environment. And I'm pretty sure she wore earrings that were just the planet Earth. <laughs> and let me tell you I'm just realizing this now I've wanted those earrings my whole life and I'm an adult I bet I could find them and purchase yeah. them now <laughs> yeah you could I'm going to purchase those earrings I'm on a quest I'm going to get Planet Earth stay earrings stay tuned <laughs> I'll let you know how it pans out our next out. segment of Sydney really wants earrings and realize she can buy them because she's an adult with a disposable income <laughs> I don't know why like you realize suddenly like I don't have to want that like they're probably not that expensive and they probably exist out there yeah you can buy everything on the internet yeah I mean I don't need the original ones like they don't have to be hers <laughs> Oh, I, I want to find those for you. Those, are those somewhere for sale? Like the original Camp Hanawana TZ Earth earrings. There is a there is a subset of the population who would want things like that. You know they would. I I mean, yeah. Like yeah. pieces of the aggro crag still get passed around in collector circles, right? Mm-hmm. If I could buy one of the original shirts from um, Legend of the Hidden, Hidden Temple. Oh the, oh, the original ones. Yeah. yeah. Of the teams. Yeah, so I know. I know people reproduce them now. Yeah. I've seen a lot of like Halloween costumes that are just those and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. But I remember I would watch like Camp Rock is like the I know I keep mentioning Camp Rock. One, <laughs> it's a really good movie. It 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 uh holds up when you watch it even years mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm. Um it, Camp Rock too, not so much. Um, but I always remember watching and it's like they spent like a month and all they did was they took classes from famous rock star brothers, the Jonas Brothers, but they mm-hmm. were not the Jonas Brothers in this movie, about how to be rock stars. And, like, they played instruments and choreographed dances and wrote songs and also had camp fun, like, roasting marshmallows and having water gum fights. Okay. Where, I, where was this and why did this not ever exist in real life? Right. And I have a question. So that were the Jonas Brothers who were supposed to be pretend rockstar they brothers. were honestly it was like the jonas brothers they were actual brothers their names were very similar to <laughs> their real similar. names but they were not called the jonas brothers <laughs> so okay so what if these were really famous rockstar brothers in the plot of the show in the plot of the they movie were. and they spent the entire summer teaching kids about rock well they're all the same age because they're teen brothers yeah how much did they charge for this then how much would they have gotten paid like they should have been touring well, and see, making that's, money that's the thing I have, I have some problems with the plot the main, of this the main character um played by demi lovato 
um, didn't have the money to go to Camp Rock, but her mom was, ran a catering company. Because it must have cost like $250,000. Right. But her mom ran a catering company and came and was the cook for the whole camp for the whole summer. So her mm. daughter got to go for free. Ah. Mm. And then the mean girl, of course, was um, a rich girl with a famous mom who wrote a song called Too Cool, Too cool for You. <laughs> Too Cool for You. <laughs> was yeah. she? She wasn't that cool in the end. At the final jam, she framed um, Demi Lovato's character for stealing her bracelet. Oh, no. And choked in the middle of her performance because her celebrity mom walked out in the middle of it because she got an important business call. Oh. Well, that's, that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Yeah. And it just reminds you everybody's got their thing they're dealing with, you know? But then the underdog in her clique of Mean Girls won the final jam without the Mean Girl. We should have mentioned spoilers for Camp Rock. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Man, I was going to watch that today, Riley, but I guess I won't <laughs> now that I know exactly how it ends. But you, you can still watch Camp Rock, too. <laughs> can, can I mention a movie that isn't in exactly a camp movie, per se, I know. but is camp adjacent? Sydney. Sydney, I swear. Is can it we, camp adjacent, Sid? Can we talk about Troop Beverly uh. Hills? <laughs> Why, why do I have to be the one on the podcast that likes bad movies? I don't. I so don't you know. realize you like bad movies. <laughs> I love Troop Beverly Hills, which which of course is not about a camp, but it is about a troop of uh, like Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts in Beverly Hills. So it's like a bunch of rich kids and like how they modify all of their scouting behavior to fit like a glamorous Beverly Hills lifestyle led by Shelley Long and I. I think that it is hilarious, and I love it, and I would watch it any day of the week, and it would make me happy. And if you I, want to know what camp, Cindy's like they end do up, go camping. <laughs> if you want to know what Cindy's going to end up doing today, she's going to end up watching Camp or Troop Beverly Hills. I try to convince Justin to watch that all the time, and he never will watch it with wow, me. Wow, I wonder why. It has a fashion show where they design like fancy Girl Scout uniforms. It, they have like a performance where they sing uh, Cookie Time to get people to buy cookies. I have no comment on the YouTube Beverly Hills. I mean, (laughs) I'm trying to like, I feel like all movies from that era at some point had a fashion show in them. I'm trying to separate Mm -hmm. these in my mind. Like, is that Trip Beverly Hills or is that Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead? I don't know. There Uh, were shoulder pads in both, I believe. Shoulder pads and lots of hairspray. Now, I will tell you, if we're putting them head to head, the fashion show in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead is way better. Hmm. Now, There's like some futuristic like airline attendant uniforms or something that they show that are like hot pink. Anyway, it's amazing. I would like it's also to... like on top of a pool, which is just cool. <laughs> yes, that's true. I would like to share the best piece of camp media to exist, which is the final season of The Simple Life starring Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Simple Life goes to camp. <laughs> I... <laughs> Where I Paris Hilton and, and Nicole Richie show. <laughs> help what? counsel, they're, they're, which is a very odd premise to me. There's a camp, and it's like the physical camp, which is outdoors, but it hosts five different camps that are all different themes, each for two weeks, and Paris and Nicole help count, uh, counsel these camps. My favorite is they have a pageant camp where they do have a fashion show. Um, where the moms have to learn to walk on the runway like their daughters do and they walk mm-hmm. on the runway over top of the pool while their daughters throw beach balls at them and then Nicole <laughs> Richie teaches all these little girls how to flip people off that sounds about right yeah wow I Riley I all cannot. the while throughout all all five different camps Paris Hilton 
uh, has a love story going on with one of the just regular average Joe camp counselors. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's camp. Somebody has to. It's camp. I don't think I could invest in that, that plot line. I, Riley, I cannot believe you watched that show. It's hilarious. And no, I highly I, recommend. I the Simple Life. Which was on TV. stuff that hurts my brain, but jeez. It was on TV like 10 years ago. I was going to say. Uh, but it's all on iTunes. <laughs> um, no, I do not think of that as the quintessential camping <laughs> media. I think if we think like that far back, other than the Salute Your Shorts, you have to think about, uh, I think Wet Hot American Summer is one of your quintessential camp what, movies, and then it was a TV series. Right. Um, which a is a prequel TV series 15 years later. Or something yeah. Like that. <laughs> it was great. It was, just, it was so funny. Uh, but uh, which was when, like, as you got older and you started to Riley, I don't know if you're at that point where you start to not want to go to camp and you want to be a camp counselor. Cause then you realize like, but I never now, even got to go to camp. Yeah. But the camp counselors seem to have more fun. Cause, cause they're like the cool older teens. Exactly. And they're like sneaking into town to get beer and ice cream ice cream <laughs> you know what's against it you're an adult you can go get beer and ice cream whenever you want that's fair but it all doesn't have stuff. the same like mystique around it no um no. and okay. everybody in camp movies is always getting really bad beer it's like something in a can with like a tab on it that you just yeah. kind of like it's not yeah. even like a normal tab like it's like you just pull it off it's like made of paper i don't know <laughs> <laughs> nobody's beers ever look good in camp movies i'll tell you what what makes me want to go to camp and what makes me believe in camp summer romance um the tv show crazy ex-girlfriend which is a recent tv show that i very much enjoy okay. the main character meets uh her first boyfriend at a theater camp which is like a like an all summer long uh-huh. overnight theater camp and she meets him and falls in love with him and is in love with him even when she's an adult and then later on they they spoiler alert she moves to where he lives because she's kind of crazy and then they fall in love okay i was gonna say doesn't the show start with her moving to where he lives yeah she yeah. moves to where he lives um but that's hmm. like they, they met at summer camp when they were like 13 see now I, i'm getting now that see you come from the romance in summer camp narrative my whole assumption on what happens at summer camp is you die horribly because that's the media i consume as a teenager <laughs> friday the 13th i was never trying to fall in love i was trying to desperately avoid being killed that is the problem with summer camp is there will definitely be a serial killer there yeah you know? well, that's i mean that's something you've got to you got to also you way... can find love before you die well you, you well, don't know what summer camp you're you getting up at maybe there's a fashion show maybe there's a psycho killer maybe there's a exciting romance you never it's know true love <laughs> well and the problem is if you're gonna if you're gonna go to summer camp and you want to do all those fun teen things that i mentioned the the kind of bad teen things that you're not supposed to do then you're definitely going to get killed by the serial killer like yeah. stealing ice cream probably i don't know what i don't know what the serial killer's moral code completely consists of because murder is acceptable. Right. So I don't know where ice cream theft lands in there. I'd say any moral code of a serial killer is kind of some fuzzy gray area in there where ice cream, we're not really sure well, what side of it it falls I on. I mean, they, they follow rules. Like in those mm-hmm. those moralistic old cam movies, there are, there are rights and wrongs. Yep. Yeah, the second you take your top off, it's over. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, okay. 
Have you never seen any of these old movies? No, because then I'm scared of camp. What if I someday get to go to camp? <laughs> you just want to leave open the possibility that you'll go to camp. Yeah. So you can't Once watch I'm not a teen movies. anymore, then I can no longer go to teen camp. I'll watch them. But until I am completely sure I will never get the chance to go to teen camp, I will not. Other than other than camps like that have always kind of existed, like, um, I mean, I did a basketball camp once which is weird for me to think about a tennis camp yeah those kind of camps that are like day camps where you go just like play a sport or i'm sure there i know there were theater camps i don't think i ever went to a theater camp i did i I know they they happened several years in a row i got to write my own plays yeah my friends it was great was that good it was great i break i basically wrote the next hamilton when i was only 12 but the only audience that got to see it was the audience of parents that came and saw our showcase at the end of the week um, I don't know if I remember that one. Uh, FYI, there is a movie that mixes both the horror genre and the theater camp genre. It's what? called Stage Fright. It is a horror movie set at a theater camp. There is singing <gasps> and murder. Hey. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> I think it is. I think I watched it on there. I'm going to go watch Riley, it. check it out. Just, just. I, I was like, I know this movie exists. I know. What is it? That's it. Yes. Well, um, do kids go to sleepaway camp? still at least your friends i mean i know people must when i ask this question i mean are you aware of kids who do that i mean governor's art academy and governor's school for the arts still exist which are like i guess kind of like sleepaway camps kind of sort of um but i mean i have literally and i've been looking believe me since i first saw camp rock for (laughs) some sort of sleepaway camp anywhere in our area where you can go and do like literally anything overnight and i don't know where they are well it sounds like taylor could refer you to one <laughs> i i know one so, well still operational i would just think I, that like we live in I, an area where there's a lot of like outdoorsy stuff to do you know yeah like i would think there's one somewhere i'm sure there are i mean i know there are all kinds of day camps here at the university for kids for yeah, very like, like science camps, camps but and i mean stuff like, like that but yeah the typical summer overnight sleepaway camp you know let me say this i went for a week to something like this once mm-hmm. i'm just now i'm just now re- remembering this taylor did you ever do links no i did a camp called links i was younger i was not yet a teen i was on, on the cusp of teen dumb huh. and uh i went to lessons in nature kindness and science i think is what it stood for cool it was it was so cool it was very much like a camp now we did stay in like big rooms with bunk beds so it wasn't like cabins but we were outside the whole time i had to like learn how to build a lean-to on my own like they kind of gave us like (laughs) they put us in groups and gave us the basic idea of how to build a shelter and you had to figure it out and but it was very like we had to go on these huge long hikes and it was very much like a camp thing but it was also all about like being good to each other and we passed around these little things like every time somebody would do a good deed for you you we had these little um things made out of yarn and popsicle sticks that you would like hang around their neck like thank you friend for being a good person and helping me (laughs) out and it was so sweet and we learned about like not taking more food than we needed because we had to like scrape the food left on our plate into a big bucket at the end of the day and whoever's table had the most leftover food was like the loser because like or yep because like you wasted the most food and so you learned how to only take exactly what you would eat so that you wouldn't waste food and it was wonderful i also learned how to make crystals but anyway it was i a take great... it back i don't want to go to summer camp anymore <laughs> it was i want to go to camp. that camp now 
it was beautiful and it was fun and I learned useful skills and I felt more self-reliant and I was nice we were nice to everybody not just me everybody was supposed to be nice it was like you were rewarded for being a nice person and then there was a um, we did a bunch of like skits and musical numbers at the end of the week perfect perfect camp experience in one week mm-hmm. well I don't know if that still exists Riley but if it does and it's something that 16 year olds do <laughs> I'm will not be in attendance <laughs> it was awesome we need that so for fun. adults. I know. We need that camp for adults. Well, create it. <laughs> Adult camp. Riley, I hope That you... was a thing on Shark Tank. That's true. There was an adult camp on Where Shark they, Tank. Where they yeah. rent out, like, overnight sleepaway summer camps to adults. Yeah. Where well, you can, happens, like, though? drink and party. There's a there's a there's a thing in like the the booze world called Camp Runamuck where it's like you go down to Kentucky and get educated on bourbon and also are at a camp with a bunch of grown up bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. Well, Sorry, Shark Tank. Yeah, already exists. <laughs> well, if you miss out on camp as a as a child, Riley, there you go. There's always adult camp. Right. It's got to wait till I'm 21. <laughs> Or you could just, like, buy alcohol, too, and hang out with people. Yeah. yeah. Like, sleep outside, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you live your life a certain way. It's just adult camp forever. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's going on up here in Eternal <laughs> adult camp. <laughs> well, Riley, I hope someday you find the camping experience of your dreams. Me too, Sid. Me too. And it, oh, oh, I have to say this. And if you don't find it, you can always pretend like you found it. Oh, you can. can. Hey, I don't even feel bad about this anymore. I'm sorry. (laughs) One summer we abandoned Taylor. Not, I mean, we didn't abandon. You didn't abandon Taylor. It was like a homeless situation. It was before Riley was born. Mom, Dad, and I all did summer theater, and Taylor was kind of just home on her own, chilling every day. Every day. So when, so when your teacher asked you when you went back to like seventh grade, what you did? Yep. I was in a creative writing class. Uh-huh. It was creative writing, advanced placement, and we had to write a story about what we did that summer. I sat on a couch and watched anime for three months. I had no material. <laughs> it's creative writing. I got creative. <laughs> so what, what exactly did you do that summer, Tay? I went to marine biology camp. That's right. Taylor <laughs> has been to marine biology camp. Where? In my mind. <laughs> Don't ask too many details, okay? It was, was marine biology camp. <laughs> I'm sure it was on an ocean <laughs> somewhere. Uh, no, I, I like had a, a, a town in Florida that I went to. I, you know, had like counselors names that I made up. I think there was one counselor that I specifically was like, like connected with. And she make, she taught me life lessons. I wrote a whole, a whole story on this beautiful camp experience I had that never happened. <laughs> so there you go. If all else fails, you can always make up a camp story. And the, the bonus of that is that then maybe your teacher asks your mom, hey, where was that great camp you sent Taylor to? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> almost got away with it. I was just too good. I was too convincing. <laughs> Our mom's pretty good on that. She was like, oh, yeah, that camp. I'll, um, I'll have to get that. Yeah, she didn't say that. She is well with it. She did. She did. She did. Mom's always good to cover for you. Yeah. yeah. Mom knows. Mom knows the score. <laughs> yeah. She's going to figure this stupid stuff out later. Yeah, 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 yeah. My kid said that. Yeah, marine biology camp. Definitely. Of course we sent Taylor to the vet. <laughs> oh, I used to be so embarrassed about that story, but now I'm like, well, what was I supposed to write? I, I'm a creative person. I improvise. It's fine. 
I think it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If you can't go to camp, just make one up. Yeah. Go to camp go there in, in your, your mind. mind. <laughs> well, thank you, sisters. As always, this was fun. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Um, if you enjoy our podcast, you can tweet at us at Still Buff. You can join our Facebook group, Still Buffering on Facebook. There's like over 8,000 people in it. So come be a member. It's very active. Uh, you can email us with thoughts or suggestions or comments or questions for Riley, our real live actual teen. Yeah, ask a teen some questions. Yeah, if you've got questions about what, what are teens up to these days, you can even ask her that in our email, which is stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And speaking of maximumfun.org, you should go there and check out all the other wonderful podcasts in our in our family of audio entertainment. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I was, was two. two. Awful waffle, awful waffle. <laughs> Can't find a wanna. We hold you in our hearts, and when we think about you, it makes us wanna fart. <laughs> you know that was the first theme song to use the word fart on the national television. No. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.